Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Haig for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof every fourth Wednesday of the month. We advocate for affordable, secure and appropriate housing. So listen up every fourth Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right. Welcome to Housing for the Age Action Group show, uh, Raise the Roof, here on 3CR, 855 AM. Thanks for listening. Uh, thank you also to Carl for another great Renegade Economist show. I'm joined tonight by Naomi Gebert, also of Housing for the Age Action Group and the service Home at Last. Thanks for coming in. No worries. It's good to be here. All right. Um, well, maybe to kick off, Naomi has said that she's in a ranty mood tonight, so I feel like she's in the right place here at 3CR. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about uh, what you do at, at HAG and... Uh, yeah, we'll start from there. Yeah, so I'm a housing support worker at HAG. Uh, I talk to people about their situations, usually people aged over 55 and in some kind of insecure or unsuitable housing. Uh, and recently I've been noticing quite a lot of people calling into HAG uh, who might have specific health needs or, or have a disability and uh, they're just really at their wit's end about how to find any kind of suitable housing regardless of cost, I mean, cost aside, how to find any housing that actually suits their medical needs. What sort of needs do you mean by that? Uh, Sometimes it's wheelchair accessible. That's probably one of the most significant needs. Um, So wheelchair accessible housing um, that has accessible bathrooms, um, accessible hallways, um, even a, even a front door with not even one step. I mean, how many, how many properties have we ever been to that don't even have one step to the front door? It's quite rare. Um, as yeah, that's probably the most, um, intense need I've seen. Uh, and have you been able to find suitable housing for people with those sorts of needs? Honestly, the biggest success rate I've heard of since working at HAG is from public housing. Um, So, yeah, the Office of Housing has a lot of disability accessible housing, particularly uh, in the older person's housing supply. Um, Not all of it is. I've known of uh, clients of mine to go to an Office of Housing uh, interview and, and be offered somewhere that's uh, a walk-up with steps, but it's rare. Um, however, in the private housing market, barely any at all, I, I feel like I just talked to person after person who's been trying to look for private rental properties and there's nothing that's got a ramp to the front that doesn't have any steps or that has a shower without any any little step in. Yeah, I mean, another problem that I come across a fair bit is when people already have a private rental property, maybe one they've lived in for quite some time, and as their needs change and they need to install things like uh, grab rails or ramps or whatever it is, uh, the landlord is, is very reluctant at best to uh, allow those sorts of adaptations. 
Uh, we've been talking a lot about this at work at the moment with the review of the Residential Tenancies Act that's underway. And HAG thinks that a, a very fundamental part of having meaningful security of tenure for people and the sorts of rights that need to be protected by legislation uh, are, are about being able to adapt your property suitably as, as your mobility needs change. Yeah, there was a pretty interesting article about this uh, on the website The Conversation recently by Margaret Ward, who's a research fellow at the School of Human Services and Social Work uh, at Griffith University. Uh, and something I didn't know was that there was uh, a national disability strategy developed by COAG uh, for, for the period of 2010 to 2020 uh, that includes... Uh, that included consultation with community and housing industry leaders, uh, all agreeing with the federal government on a quote-unquote voluntary national guideline uh, to provide basic access features in all new housing by 2020. So that was supposed to include things like, uh, you know, access from the street uh, for, for people with wheelchairs and things like that to within the entry level of the dwelling, doorways, corridors and living spaces on the entry level that most people could use, uh, one, just one, not, not asking for the world here, one bathroom, shower and toilet that most people could use with reinforcement in the walls for, for the easy installation of grab rails if required. Uh, all of this was expected to be quite cheap. Uh, one quote, I think, was that it would cost something like 200 to to $1,000 uh, on average for a new house to include all of those things. Uh, and you may be shocked to hear that after five years of this voluntary agreement, uh, we're on track that by, by the end of the, of the agreement in 2020, less than 5% of the agreed target will have been achieved. So the private market, once again, absolutely failing older people, failing people with disabilities, failing everyone who needs uh, decent, accessible housing. Uh, and it's, it is, as you say, a, a huge problem for people whose health needs are changing as they age or who've always been disabled. Uh, we do have some good news for you this month. It's not all doom and gloom. Uh, we're going to hear in just a moment from uh, our manager at HAG, Jeff Fielder, Fiedler, sorry, about the new a new HAG project. I'll, I'll save it and let him tell you all about it. Uh, first, we'll hear uh, some announcements and then a song, and then we'll be back with Jeff. Uh, thanks for listening. A new illustrated book by Alina and Bruce MacDonald stars our beloved comrade Bill Della as the protagonist in a journey that stems from Ballarat to Humpty Doo and features all the lefty issues that were dear to Bill's big heart. 3CR has a few precious copies of this beautiful book for sale for $20 plus $5 postage. All proceeds will go to the Solidarity Breakfast Program's Radiothon Fund. You can buy it online at the 3CR shop. Go to the 3CR website. 3cr.org.au or pick up your copy at the station. Um, thanks very much for coming in, Jeff. Pleasure. All right. So at the moment, you're sort of in the process of moving to a new role at HAG as project manager on the Older Persons Homelessness Prevention Project. Can you tell us a bit about what that project is and how it's come about? Sure. Well, um, the, the project is really aiming to create greater awareness about the problems facing older people at risk of homelessness across Australia. Mm -hmm. So this is a very big step for our organisation to, to be moving to a national level in that way. Yeah, because HAG's uh, always been Victorian-based. Very much so, yeah. yeah. Um, but we have recognised for a long time that um, the same problems we come across in Victoria aren't isolated to our state. Um, they're existing right around the country. And 
when we've attended conferences, people are always talking about the problems that in other places. Um, when our members have done media, um, mm-hmm. national media, we've often been inundated with calls from people from other states saying, where can I get help? Yeah. And unfortunately, we have to say, well, there isn't anywhere. <laughs> um, we're, we're, that, I guess that's a, the crux of one reason why we're doing this project is because um, we are the only service at, called Home at Last, the only service of its type in Australia mm-hmm. that's addressing this huge wave of older people that's coming through um, that are uh, people retiring who haven't got home ownership and they're not in public or social housing. And as we see it, they're really stuck in the private rental market, mm-hmm. uh, where there's been nationally an increase of nearly 50% of older people in the private rental market in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And this phenomenon is going to just get worse and worse. So um, I suppose the bottom line is when we think of all the people that come into our service on a daily basis and getting help, if we think of places like Sydney, mm-hmm. where the rents are even worse, yeah. there's nowhere for older people to go there. So it's quite frightening to think that there's no response elsewhere. Yeah. So how it came about was um, through, we were contacted by um, Dr. Debbie Faulkner from the University of Adelaide, mm-hmm. and they've got an, um, a, a centre called the Centre for Housing and Urban Research and Planning, um, which obviously does a lot of work around housing, um, and Debbie herself has done a lot of work on older persons research. Mm-hmm. So she approached us and said, would we be interested in partnering in this process of applying to the Wicking Trust, mm-hmm. um, who have funds basically around addressing um, the improving the ability of older people to live independently? Mm-hmm. So the Wicking Trust does a lot of research in the medical area, particularly on Alzheimer's disease. They have a big medical research foundation in Tasmania, for example. Right. But they also see that there's it's important to work in other spheres as well. Mm-hmm. So after about a six-month process, we... Um, we're told that we were successful with our submission and we've been funded for five years, which is quite remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, and a total grant of 1.2 million shared between the two organizations to try and do this work, to try and, uh, create more awareness in other states about the problems facing older people at risk of homelessness, and then try and get some service systems in place to, uh, respond. And I guess the third key issue is of course, we need more public housing on the ground nationally. So that'll be an important part of this work as well to try and get answers um, across the board. Yeah. So how do you see the challenges of moving from, you know, HAG's traditional Victorian focus to a a national scale? Well, massive challenges really because, um, uh, and I guess that's where it's important that there is five years to develop this. Mm -hmm that we are um, uh, a Victorian member-based organisation and that's if we're to expand nationally, then we need to be working with older people in other states as well. That'll be a crucial part of it. Mm-hmm. So I guess just starting off with small steps, the, the aim of the project in the first year is really to operate as a project, as a, as a foundation project, and to slowly get the whole thing off the ground. Mm-hmm. And it will really be in the latter years that we'll be starting to build it up as a, as a well, it's for HAG to decide really whether we become a national organisation or whether this just continues as a, an offshoot project with um, particular aims and objectives. Yeah. So do you, I mean, like you say, obviously we're in the extremely early or sort of planning stages at this point, but do you think that the issues that older people are facing are similar across Australia? Um, do you think there's going to be big differences from place to place? Like how do you see that unfolding? 
It will, there will be huge variation. Um, obviously, um, you know, there'll be massive issues in places like the Northern Territory where Indigenous issues will be mm. front and centre. And obviously that's not an area that we've worked a lot in ourselves, but um, depending on which state and territory, we'll, we'll work with those local communities on what are the major issues for older people or elders in their, in their communities. Mm. I think one of the key challenges is going to be... Um, is about entry points into affordable housing. In Victoria, we've got um, possibly a unique system where we've got housing, public housing specifically for people 55 years of age and over. We don't know that that's the case in other states necessarily. And when you talk to people in other states, they're often not even sure (laughs) what the criteria is. So there's a, there's a lot of research that's going to be done in the first year, which is basically going to be mapping. Mm-hmm. We want to get an idea of what are the housing options in all of the other states that exist mm-hmm. that are similar and different to Victoria, but also what are the pathways for people to get into affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have a very different system of not, not having housing for older people, for, for example, so people will have to apply under various health and you know other priority means to get into housing, which might make it more complex. There might be other forms of housing that are more uh, prevalent in other states, like um, South Australia's got a a long history of developing community-based housing. So independent living units might be the main option in South Australia. Um, I should say that one of the great things that there is an appetite for change, Um, there's been a lot of research done over the last five years in particular that's recognise the problem at last. Um, Up until the last two or three years, homelessness for older people has basically been seen as older people, mainly men, sleeping rough on the streets. Now, as as I was saying, this wave of older people who are just um, finding it really hard to survive in the private rental market is becoming much better known. Um, There's about 340,000 older people in this situation nationally. And Research all over the country is now coming through um, that's recognising this. I guess where our project is well placed is that a lot of people are saying, well, how, are we, how do we respond to this? Mm. And at least in Victoria, we can, we can say we've got some answers from a service level yeah. as how, how to possibly respond to that. So they're the sort of conversations that um, there's an appetite for, particularly at the moment in New South Wales, South Australia and Western Australia. Okay. Um, so we'll be working with those states um, as a priority. Okay. Um, so you mentioned this before, but one of the things that I really value about HAG, and I think you do too, is the, that it's a member-based organisation. It's very much driven by its members. Uh, and you talked about the need to, to cultivate you know, a grassroots membership in, in different areas. Um, do you think that's going to be difficult? Or is that something that's exciting or is it more stressful to think about? How are you going to tackle that? It's all pretty stressful, this project. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it just seems so ambitious um, to try and build... Um, a movement nationally, I suppose, that recognises the, the needs of older people in housing. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's where the, hopefully the strength will lie is because we know, as you're suggesting, the, the, um, the voice of our members is the most critical thing that's really telling the story and getting the message across to government here. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, again, it might be um, depending on the variations from state to state as to where the strengths are in that way. Yeah. For example, Sydney's got a great organisation called, called the Combined Pensioners, Pensioners and Superannuants Association, right. who for many years have done great work um, as a member, older person's member organisation. Yeah. Right. 
Um, I'm linking up in the next week or so with um, someone who's connected with an organisation called the Sydney Alliance, mm. which has been doing a lot more grassroots lobbying around um, affordable housing in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, and in places like South Australia, Council on the Ageing um, yeah. are doing a lot of work with their members on this sort of issue too. So again, it'll just depend on the particular organisation, but yeah, hopefully that'll be the strength and we'll get the most support. Well, it sounds really exciting. And I know that we do have some uh, listeners to the show from different states via the website. So oh, if you're listening right now and you're interested in getting in on the ground floor of a national movement for uh, affordable housing for older people, um, how, would, uh, how would they find out more? Yeah, that'd be wonderful to hear from people interstate. Um, people could please call our, our office at, at HAG on 3 and um, if you're an older person doing it hard in the rental market, we'd love to hear from you and to join. And if you call us, we would certainly um, wouldn't want you the, co- the cost of that uh, interstate call. So we'd, we'd ring you back. If you call us, we'll ring you back straight away. Uh, so don't worry about uh, the cost of calling. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from people and, and also any people in Melbourne that um, are particularly interested because we would probably organise a, um, a steering committee in Melbourne mm-hmm. too to help kick it off. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to think also about what you said about building a national movement might, you know, not just uh, not just expand our, our presence nationally, but also I- improve our capacity to, to work in Victoria. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I guess that's um, where we'll, we will look at, um, you know, the, the potential for the membership base to grow is, is really significant. I think there's a lot of people out there looking for an organisation like HAG in mm-hmm. other states. Um, as we know, our, you know, we've been really successful in bringing people together. Um, you think people w- would hopefully jump at the opportunity in other states as well. All right. Um, thanks very much for coming in, Jeff. That was really interesting. Uh, we're going to hear a song now. Thanks, thanks Shane. Bye. Rumination. Three CRs, Rooming House and Homeless Persons Issues Programme. Featuring information on health and housing services, as well as live local guests, artists and performers from our unsung community. Join us at 12pm on Thursday on 3CR 855am. Please, fellas, you're under arrest. What do I do? Um, call a lawyer? Hello, Fitzroy Legal Service. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you are arrested, you should make a no-comment interview. A no-comment interview? Yeah. Well, how do I do that? You say... No, no comment. comment! To everything? Yes, except your name and address. Every other question you should answer with no comment. So if he asks me what colour my shoes are, I say no comment? Yes, you say... No, no comment. comment! To everything? Yes. Say no, no comment. comment. If you are arrested, exercise your right to contact a lawyer and say no comment. It's for legal service, proudly supporting 3CR. All right. Uh, thanks very much to Jeff for that interview. Uh, if you are listening from interstate, I hope you will get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and I know that sometimes uh, people from interstate do get in touch after the show. Uh, I have to announce a song that I played earlier. I'm sorry that I didn't get to this at the time, but the song that we heard just before the interview with Jeff was I Can't Stand the Rain by Chris Wilson. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Now, one thing that I would like to rant about briefly uh, is, 
and it sounds as boring as it could possibly be. The Consumer Act and Other Acts Amendments Bill, which is currently before the state parliament. Now, at the moment, uh, the Residential Tenancies Act in Victoria, there's two kinds of notices. Most notices can be sent by email, but notices to vacate, because they're so serious, because they essentially can lead to eviction very quickly, cannot be sent by email. Notices to vacate can only ever be sent uh, either by registered post or put in your hand. So methods of service that guarantee that you've got it because it's so important for you to get uh, proper advice about that in a timely fashion and to have enough time uh, to move if that's what you need to do. Uh, this Act, which is before the Parliament at the moment, proposes to allow uh, landlords to serve notices to vacate by email. Uh, we think at HAG, we think that that's a, a bad idea for everyone, uh, in particular for low-income tenants and in particular, in particular, for low-income older tenants. The, basically, there are two groups of people that this is fine for. It's fine uh, if you're very familiar with email, if you check your email every day, you've got no problems with it, you have regular access and no concerns that you won't be able to afford to continue accessing your email all the time, fine for you. It's also fine for you if you never use email because you don't have an email address, so it's not possible for them to serve it by email. Anyway, the people it's a problem for are people who have uh, irregular access to email, who may not understand how to open attachments or may prefer not to open attachments because they have concerns about virus and things. Uh, people who use their local library or community center as a place to check their email and may not have regular access to that. This could be a, a massive disadvantage to people who don't have either smooth or non-existent access to email. Anywhere in between, it's a problem for you. If you fall into that category or if you know people who do, uh, I strongly encourage you to get in touch with your local members of parliament uh, and have a chat with them about why eviction notices must be served in physical form in ways that guarantee that people receive them at the time they're supposed to receive them. Uh, that's, that's my little rant for today. Naomi, we're almost out of time, but since you're in a ranting mood, is there anything that you'd like to say uh, before we wrap up for this month? Look, Shane, I'm just so disappointed with the private housing market. Oh. <laughs> do, do you want to expand on that at all? You've got about 30 seconds. Yeah. Look, I just want to reiterate what we were talking about before about um, mandatory standards of housing. Um, we were talking just a little bit earlier about voluntary standards of housing for disabled uh, tenants and people with specific needs. It's just not going to happen, Shane. Mandatory standards all the way. Absolutely right. Uh, minimum standards are definitely something that we're talking about as part of the review of the Residential Tenancies Act. Uh, if you'd like more information about that, we won't get into it tonight, but you can absolutely call HAG on 9654 7389 for some more information about our contributions to that review process. But Naomi, what you're saying is absolutely right. Standards for housing go beyond just the particular standards of rental housing into the fundamental ways that housing is constructed and the industry is regulated. Um, if people want to get in touch with HAG, not because they want more information about our politics, but because they want some support about their own individual housing situations, Naomi, how can they get in touch with us? You can get in touch with us by ringing 1300 765 178. That's our intake line. It's staffed by myself and a few other lovely colleagues of mine. Um, so again, that's 1300 765 178. And we can chat about your situation. All right. And that'll be up on the 3CR uh, webpage as well for the, the Raise the Roof show, which we're here every fourth Wednesday from 6 to 6.30. Um, thanks very much for listening. I, uh, we are going to leave you with a song. I'm very excited because I'm going to be seeing this artist live uh, in about a week and a half, I guess, from now. This is Gillian Welch, the wonderful Gillian Welch. 
uh, with the song Everything is Free. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, Tamil Voice is next.